Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, October 8th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get $10 off of your next order. Round two through seven of the NHL draft is complete. The Red Wings have made 12 selections in total, up to from the, uh, the 10 that they entered this draft with. It's been a long day, Ethan. We know you had the day off work. We'll get to you for your reaction on all those picks. Go over all of them together. Uh, and then we've also got some news. Qualifying oh, offers again. were done today. <laughs> we're due today at 5 p.m. There was a Red Wings defenseman uh, who was kind of on the cusp of whether or not he was going to get one or not. We'll see what happened with him just a little bit later on in the show. Uh, spoiler alert. Andreas Athanasiu did not get qualified offered by Edmonton. We'll get into that in just a second. Uh, but for right now, I am your host, Detroit Sports Writer Nolan Bianchi. I'm here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan. And uh, tweeter ex- extraordinaire. Uh, Red Wings uh, live tweeter extraordinaire, Ethan Smith. Ethan, how's it going, man? Good. Happy, happy end of the draft. Oh, my goodness. That was a ride. <laughs> I just didn't uh, think it would take as long as it did. I don't know what I was expecting. I just started throwing memes into it. I was having fun. Yeah, and uh, lots of trades today, too, as well. So there was that to keep up with. We'll we'll go over that in just a second. Uh, but then, you know, Steve Eisman had to keep you on your toes, right, as we got ready to press record, right, as that first pick of the seventh round was made. <laughs> we have a trade to announce. I don't know if they they probably don't do that for the seventh round because, you know, they're just moving so quick. But uh, And then they go ahead and, and, and take one more guy, USHL forward Chase Bradley at 203. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about this kid. Uh, but overall, I mean, let's, let's walk through it. The Red Wings take Swedish defenseman William Wallander at 32nd overall, the first pick of the second Belinda. round. They end up trading – the number 45 pick of the draft to LA for picks 51 and 97 with 51. They take center Theodore Niederbach also from Forlunda, uh, same place as Lucas Raymond. So, you know, got a little, uh, little Swedish connection there, three Swedes off the bat. And then they end up going with cross Hannes, the left winger, uh, from Texas, I believe, uh, at 55th overall. And then Donovan Sobrango defenseman, from the Kitchener Rangers, 63rd. And then to wrap up the third round, they take Emil Vero, uh, 70th overall. Uh, my initial thought, uh, and I'll be curious to hear yours on this too, but first off, love the Swedish connection. The Swedish mafia is back. I'm all for it. And two, a lot of these picks are guys who, let's call it what it is, like have some deficiencies in their game but they are big swings and we talked about leading up to the draft that that is what Lucas Raymond that's the pick that Lucas Raymond was at four for the Red Wings you look at Marco Rossi you look at Cole Perfetti it's a it it looks like a safer pick and those were the names that we were hearing the Jamie Drysdale yeah of course taking the top defenseman in the draft is a bit of a safer pick uh but then they end up going with Lucas Raymond who only has 10 minutes a game 
of experience in his draft year, uh, or at least outside of international play. And then they kind of continue that trend as well by going with Wallander, who has a ton of offensive upside, uh, Niederbach, who same thing, and, and as well as Cross Hannes. So what was your kind of opinion of the way this draft played out for the Red Wings as we kind of got into day two here? A lot of Europeans. I was surprised majority of our picks in the early rounds were straight up European players. Um, what you said as well, it's just swinging for the fences. High upside players have some risk with each one of these picks. Um, you know, going into the second round, there were a couple players that you could say like, oh, you know, this person's definitely going to be, you know, has more potential and is a safer pick. And I, but dude, I have no qualm, qualms with it at all. Whatever, like Eisman's got a process, and if this is what he wants to do and how he wants to go about doing it, more power to you, buddy. And I think at the end of the day, like the those two strategies kind of make sense to me, right? Because we talk about, oh, you want as many bites at the apple as possible. You want as many lottery tickets as possible. But there also has to be a supplemental strategy that is that is only halfway there that is part of the plan is having so many picks that it affords you the opportunity to take big swings on almost each and every one of them. And I'm also thinking too, with the amount of players that are coming from overseas, if the CHL potentially not playing this year has Which we had to do with that, or, you know, if players not being able to play in the uh, AHL wouldn't have to worry about that sending everybody overseas like they're already doing. And now they have more players. Like they've already said that Raymond's basically going to be staying in the SHL this year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was kind of expected too when he made the pick. And like we said yesterday, like Joe Volano long for the entire season, the uh, OHL or the minister of sport, I believe it is, is called in Canada. Uh, she basically came out and said today that if the, o, or I'll, I'll Actually, let me look this up real quick because I am paraphrasing. Uh, But basically, she said that if the OHL is to come back, then there will be no body checking and no contact of any kind that's allowed, which, uh, well, you know. Oh, yeah. Ontario's Minister of Sports says that the Ontario Hockey League will have to remove all physical contact, including body checking, if it's to have a 2020-2021 season. Mm -hmm. So... Lots so like beer league hockey. Yeah. So like probably this this how on earth does that make any sense? I have no idea. That's ridiculous. To be quite honest. And uh that's so that absolutely just, that ridiculous. Just kind of lets me know where like people's heads are at in terms of the officials. Because the NHL, the OHL, you know, these leagues can have all the plans that they want, but they also need to uh kind of be approved by the governments where these leagues are ran. So you can, you can line up next to a guy. You can sit on the bench with your team, but you can't hit somebody. I mean, I'm guessing or may, we might the, not even be able to line up next to somebody. That's a you, know, you have thing. six feet of separation in the face-off circles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, just widen, <laughs> they just widen the hash marks a bit. Yeah. A the lot. face-off for the face-off. It's just like two guys standing on like Rock, each, paper, each diameter of the circle, each end of the diameter. And then the puck or the ref sets the puck down and he says, you got to do the NHL, but you're far away. So the contact is okay. And then uh, 
when you're done with that, instead of actually trying to draw the puck or win the puck, you have to just throw your stick at the puck from 12 feet away. Yeah, and then kind of, then that's, that's how like... play starts. But you get two sticks. So when, after you throw your first one, you, you don't, you still have they a do, stick. They do, like, <laughs> they do like a coin toss to see who gets the puck on every single face off. They're like a heads. <laughs> Big stop late in the game. You start off in a flying V from your own zone coming through the neutral zone. Yeah, I like that. So that's how you start if you win. That, yeah, if you win a face-off, that's where you start. You, your team just breaks out in a flying V from the offensive or from the defensive zone. They have to do like uh, – they limit the rosters to like 12 people because you have to have at least six feet on the bench. <laughs> or they just – since there's the no fans, the they time. just build benches that go yeah. around the entire boards. <laughs> A lot more doors. Like, to get in and I out. was gonna say they have like six doors <laughs> throughout the whole thing. Giant penalty box. I actually kind of like this. We could be government officials, I think. Let's just uh, make a new sport. <laughs> We're gonna go in a, a little bit more, especially on these second round picks in just a second. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Roman. Listen, fellas, there are a lot of tough conversations in this world, but one conversation that doesn't have to be difficult is a conversation revolving erectile dysfunction. And I mean, here's the deal. This is something that happens to everybody from time to time. You know, even me, even Ethan, especially Ethan. With Roman, it is easy to talk about it, though, because with a real healthcare professional, they can prescribe real medication. It is simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. To me, that is such a big factor when it comes to something like this because you don't want to go to the doctor's office and meet them face to face it can be kind of intimidating even though it shouldn't be that's why i use roman because i can do it all right from my computer and a healthcare professional will work with me to find the best treatment plan and if medication is appropriate roman will ship it to me we'll ship it to you we'll ship it to anybody with free two-day shipping the whole process is straightforward simple and discreet getting started is even easier just go to getroman.com slash lockdown nhl today and if you're approved you get 15 dollars off your first order of ed treatment that's getroman.com slash lockdown nhl one more time getroman.com slash locked on nhl and it's about 7 15 here in the eastern time zone ethan i know you were busy all day man you, you must be feeling pretty hungry right now I'm starving. Well, tell me something. What What are you craving for dinner? Just name anything. A hot dog. A hot dog? Get one yes. from DoorDash. What about something else? What's um, second choice? Uh, filet mignon. They got it on DoorDash. What's no something way. else? Come on. Um, chicken wings. Got it on DoorDash. Uh, pancakes. DoorDash. Waffles. DoorDash. Uh, pick- DoorDash. DoorDash pickles. has it. DoorDash has it all, man. I'm telling you right now, they have pretty much any local restaurant, whether it's a chain, whether it's a nice family diner, whatever it may be, it's available on DoorDash. And guys, you have counted on restaurants your entire life as a place to gather, spend time with family, spend time with friends. But right now, they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open for delivery on DoorDash, the app that brings food that you're craving now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contact list delivery drop-off setting. 
Many of our like local favorite uh, favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, whether it be filet mignon, whether it be hot dogs, whether it be whatever else you said. I wasn't listening because I knew Pickles. it was on DoorDash. You can get it on DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKDOWNNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKDOWNNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKDOWNNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Fender off gives him the business. All right, segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Draft day two is over and done with. Uh, and we're going to circle back to some of these second round picks. Now, we will have Steve Cornianos on tomorrow's show. Rate, review, subscribe. If you subscribe, you'll have that episode waiting for you when we wake up. We're going to go in a little bit deeper on some of these picks with the draft analyst. And then we'll probably preview free agency a little bit. Uh, even though it's kind of tough to preview free agency with Steve Eisenman as the GM because uh, all bets are off. So that's why we're bringing Steve on to give us his expert leading opinion. But let's take it back to William Wallander, the left-handed defenseman out of Sweden. I have a, I have a profile here from our friend Steve Cornianos. Are you ready for some dimensions, Ethan? What sort of dimensions? He's 6'4". Big boy. Big boy. They're loading up on big boys. Uh, and I have a, a draft profile here from Steve Cornianos, our fa- friend over at thedraftanalyst.com. He says, Wallander is a poised two-way defenseman with a mean streak who can play over 25 minutes a game and be used in all situations. Now, that right there, right off the jump, that's the first sentence of this profile. And to me, that's the kind of guy I want, to be quite honest with you. I, I just really want a, the next shutdown defenseman. I talked about it when I talked about Jake Sanderson recently, but I think this guy is a pretty good option in that kind of same mold with maybe a little bit more high offensive upside, not as good on the defensive end. Uh, but as we see here from Steve, he says, Wallander is an excellent skater with strong edges, excellent balance and fluid movements in all directions. He looks graceful and open ice and can carry the puck from end to end with speed and agility, even in a clogged neutral zone. Wallander is confident in his stick handling and nimble enough to sidestep or weave away from pressure while keeping his head on a swivel. Dude, how tall is Mo Sider? 6'3"? 6'4". 6'4". He's a right shot. William Valinda is 6'4", 191, still growing. Hey, hey, those are two big boys that could be top-pairing defensemen. Puck movers, good in both ends. Hey, I'm so excited. Yeah, and, he, and on top future. of that, and on top of that, like not only is he a great skater, is he a good playmaker? He's got an incredible shot, and he kind of, if he hits his ceiling, he kind of fills that role of a guy who can quarterback the power play. But you bring up Cider. Let's say both of these guys hit their ceiling. Let's say these guys end up one and two on the Detroit Red Wings blue line. You got a left-handed shot, a right-handed shot, and that's a pretty solid power play right there, assuming that Philip Peronik isn't, isn't the top guy in the power play, which he might be at, you know, by the time this team becomes a contender. But still, uh, I just love what they brought to the table with this pick. I thought that they might go after J.J. Paterka. He ended up going just a few picks later, I believe, to Buffalo. Uh, 
But overall, I, I just think it's a really strong, solid pick. A lot of upside, a lot to like, and I'm really excited to see kind of what he can do. And, you know, with all of these picks that we've been adding this past year, this year, next year, if these players develop, they're, if all of them develop in a, at a rate to which they will be good enough to play in the NHL, you know, there's going to be – there's only a, a certain amount of roster spots. And this is where, that's where you start packaging prospects and a pick to get somebody at the deadline in two or three years. That's going to get us that, you know, star player at the trade deadline. That's going to get us that, um, that star player in the offseason. Like, mm-hmm. this is how you build that dynasty back yeah. up. And I'm so excited. I'm really, I'm just, I'm just really happy with the way this draft turned out today. Well, uh, and then with their next pick, they end up trading it away to the LA Kings for the 51st overall pick where they take Theodore Niederbach. Uh, And I have a profile here from Dauber prospects. It says Niederbach is an extremely smart and skilled offensive player. He's a natural playmaker, which is why he's more effective at center although he has played a bit on the wing as well. He has high-end passing skills and vision, and he's very creative with the puck. Sounds a little bit to me like all the adjectives that were applied to Lucas Raymond. He is also a very good skater, and he will get even better once he adds some power to his legs. All those tools give him top six upside. So not bad value with pick number 51 there. Another right shot player from Sweden. Good forward player. Dude, I'm just... I'm all about the pick, and quite frankly, I think it's my favorite name in the draft. Theodore Niederbock. I think that's that's great. I agree as well. And, like, it's also, like, uh, it's also a name to where it sounds, oh, like you use that voice, but then also just picture the guy who does the Red Wings PA. And Theodore Niederbock. (sighs) You know, that's a pretty oh. badass name. That's about the extent uh, of my analysis. <laughs> but, I mean, to actually back it up, uh, a guy with a, a ton of upside. I love this pick. I love the fact that they ended up getting an extra pick out of it, and I don't feel like they missed out really on anybody in that 45 to 50 region that I would have said, oh, well, you could have had that guy, but you didn't. Like, no, I think the Red Wings got the guy that they wanted while also obtaining that extra pick. And he could be best buddies with uh, Lucas Raymond, too. So just keep on rolling with the Swedes. Just keep on rolling with the Swedes. I'm right into it. And then the last guy that we're going to kind of take an extra look at today uh, was the last guy to go in the second round. He is Cross Hannes uh, from the WHL, the Portland Winterhawks. He scored a Michigan move goal. He has – I I think I retweeted this. He has one of the prettiest goals that I've ever seen – in my entire life. The guy's hands are absolutely disgusting. Uh, his shot is amazing. He's a great skater. I think this is a, also one of those high, high upside picks that we've kind of been touching on uh, to where, you know, we could be sitting here in a couple years and saying, wow, how did Cross Hannes fall that far? I don't want you to be upset when I say this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one, this has nothing to do with it. Love the Portland Winterhawks jerseys. They look so good. Um, two, um, reminded me a little bit of Thomas Yurko with the high upside. When he was <laughs> yeah, yeah, his yeah, hands. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but 
I'm all about it again. I agree. It's a good but, name too. I like Cross. Yeah. Right. And I was trying to come up with a good meme for that when he was picked, I couldn't really come up with anything. I mean, I thought of one, but it's not very appropriate. Uh, the risk reward analysis here for Cross Hannah, uh, Hannah's from the hockeywriters.com. It says the risk is a five out of five and the reward is a 4.5 out of five. But I'm also not really like that concerned with the risk because like I've said, like because of the things that we've touched on already in this episode of just like, yeah, if you draft four guys who have a, a little bit of risk, I'd rather have that than four guys who don't have any risk at all. Right. I think it's a bit too premature to talk about the risk as well. I think it's just good now to good cathartic. What's it called? I wish I had, I wish I was good at words to yeah, talk. Too. Yes. Yeah, right. I know. Probably be better at podcasting if I was. It's it's a it's a good thing now just to let's just talk about players and their upside and what we got out of them and have fun with this cuz it's been a long 6 months for us. Yeah. We deserve it. I'm with you. Sorry I brought up Yurko. <laughs> That's funny. Uh all right, so we're going to get into the rest of these picks tomorrow with Steve Cornianos. Uh, he is the foremost leading expert on guys, you know, third round, fourth round, fifth round. Uh, there were a couple of really interesting picks. They got a Veal or Emil Vero at uh, 70th, Sam Stang at 497. They took the goalie Jan Bednar at 107. Uh, Alex Cotton, another defenseman at 132. Uh, and then they ended up with, oh, we, we didn't even bring up the fact that Chris Draper drafted his son. Chris Draper drafted his son, and then Eisman was like, did I say you can do that? God, give, me, give me three minutes. You're picking again. That's what he did. I like the visual of that. I like the, I like the visual of Steve Eisman being like this super nice, soft-spoken Canadian guy, you know, addresses everybody by their names in the press yeah. conference. And then he just like kind of smiles and laughs. And as soon as the door shuts, he's just a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Which is how I assume that that's kind of how it goes to a certain extent. That's how you got to be if, you're, if you want to be a, a successful GM. Right. Uh, so we're going to get to some other news from around the NHL uh, in a bit. I know we have some news on Kyle Turris. We talked about the news of AA. Uh, Ethan's got some other bits and bobs for you to close out the show. Uh, but first, we got to talk to you guys about BuiltBar.com. This episode is brought to you by BuiltBar.com, and they have an extended message for you, and it's this. If you're going to eat a protein bar today, if you're going to eat a protein bar tomorrow, if you're going to eat a protein bar for the rest of your life, I pray that it is a Built Bar because it's the best tasting protein bar on the market, and I would hate you – know you know what bums me out, Ethan, is when I go to the gas station – and uh, I'm standing there in line six feet behind the person in front of me. And I see them, they put like a cliff bar on the counter. I'm like, what are you doing? What do you, how much was that? And then they ring it up and it's like, you know, the uh, guy has to take off his arm, hand it to the cash, cashier, you know, because it costs him an arm. And a, That's a good one. And, good one. Yeah. Keep like, it going. Keep going. Uh, and the flavors, they just don't look that good. I mean, how can you compare like, uh, you know, like that chalky protein bar flavor. Like you don't get that with built bars. When you bite into a caramel brownie built bar, you're getting a caramel brownie built bar. It tastes like candy, but it works 
like a protein bar. It's good for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And of course, they're covered in 100% chocolate, every single one of them. And they're soft and they're easy to chew. There's not a lot to miss about the Bilt Bar. And they bar. taste good. And they taste great. Uh, and right now, when you go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN, you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN. For $10 off at BiltBar.com, start building a box of delicious Bilt Bars today. One more time, BiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN, $10 off. And lastly, but not leastly, of course, we're here with our friends, from rockauto.com. Now listen, guys, when it comes to auto parts, you can do one of two things. You can go outside or you can put on shoes. You can go out to your car. You can get in your car. You can waste gas. You can sit in traffic. You can put your mask on. You can walk into the store. You can wait in line. You can talk to the jerk at the counter. You can feel embarrassed because of how little you know about cars, or you can go to rockauto.com and have the part exactly that you need. Find it right through their online catalog within minutes. It'll be on its way to your doorstep. So basically by the time that you get to the first stoplight on your way to a local chain store, you could already have that order being delivered to your house through rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And when you're there, just do us one big favor in return for pointing you towards the greatest auto parts store that's ever existed just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you that's all just pass along the good word for us say hey those guys over there locked on they sent me they've got amazing selection they've got reliably low prices and they've got all the parts your car will ever need it's rockauto.com All right, final segment of the day here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, wrapping up day two of the 2020 NHL draft. It was a long time coming. Uh, Feels great to have it over with. We have some things to talk about. We have some things to divulge into over the coming weeks as we prepare (laughs) for a long offseason, which is also just an extension of the previous insane offseason that we just went through. Uh, So, yeah, what do you got for me, Ethan? News from around the league today. Oh, uh, quite a bit, actually. Wasn't expecting so many trades to go down. Matt Murray to Ottawa. Yep. That was uh, the one that kind of started the day. That happened right before the draft, I think like around 11-15. And I was kind of surprised because I don't really – and again, this just – it is what it is. But I I didn't really hear a lot of rumors about him going there, so it was just kind of a surprise destination for me. Well, Ottawa didn't re-sign Craig Anderson. So they needed uh needed somebody there, um, and they also had Oakland or sorry Las Vegas Raiders John Gruden <laughs> just hanging out in their wings, and they're like, well, we don't need we don't need you, uh, NFL head coach. And then they asked <laughs> Pittsburgh if they wanted him, and he said, well, we don't really need him. And they said, well, we'll give you a second round pick if you take him because we don't like him. 
and they said, all right, we'll do it. So uh, John Gruden, <laughs> NBC analyst slash NFL head coach and a second round pick to Pittsburgh for Matthew Murray. Yeah. Uh, the Ottawa senators also did not give a qualifying offer to Anthony Duclair today, 25 year old uh, RFA winger. So that was kind of surprising as well. No. Yeah. I think uh, Eugene Melnick was just afraid that he was going to have to go to arbitration with him and pay him too much money. So he just said, Oh, just go, just go. We don't need your 45 points. Don't you get it? We don't want you around here anymore. Yeah. Come on, beat it. Scram. Yeah. This is my favorite. Mo- that, that's like the funniest thing ever to me. People um, like yelling at dogs. Don't you Max, get it? <laughs> uh, Max Domi signed a two-year contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Gets 5.3 milli annually. Good for him. Big ticket. Mm-hmm. Good for mm-hmm. him. He deserved it. Um the New York Rangers just said never mind on their seventh overall pick in 2017 and traded him for the um, to the LA Kings for the 60th overall pick. So you got to respect that's it. Get something, them. Them, get something out of them while you can. It's kind of yeah, like the yeah, Dennis Chalowski thing that we were kind of talking about the other day. It was like, Jesus, just <laughs> yeah. do something uh, with it. Jesse Pujarvi has decided to come back to the Edmonton Oilers and sign a two-year deal with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, former fourth overall pick in the 2016 draft is going to give us another shot in the NHL. Good for him. Um, keep on scrolling. Chandler Stevenson. Do you think a guy the Red Wings could have any interest in? I mean, he's Maybe. been a suitcase since he got into the league. Drafted third round by the Rangers. He's played for Arizona, Chicago, Columbus, Ottawa, and they're not bringing him back. Maybe. I wouldn't mind it. I like him. I've always rooted for him. It'd be an interesting move. I'm sure he'd be. I'd, he'd take pretty short term. He was 10th in Calder voting, had 40 points in 66 games last year. 10th yeah. in Calder voting in 2016, I should clarify. Um, I don't know. I'd be down for it. I, I guess really the only bit other trade that happened was a big one, I guess, involving people, actual players, was Nick Benino getting traded to the Minnesota Wild for Luke Coonan. How you like that? How you like those apples? Kind of I don't really care about those apples. Na- Nashville kind of had <laughs> that does not that does not move the the needle for me at all. Yeah, well, good old. I feel Nick like Benino. I feel like Nick Benino gets traded every other week, and that's probably not true. No, it's not true. But but tell tell us how you at the same know. time, like he just has a generic name. He's a generic Nick Benino, like Nick Letty, is just a generic person. Just doesn't move for me. What were the right. details on that tourist buyout from Nashville? Oh boy. Um, well, he had four years left at six million annually, which, oh boy, um, he's gonna have or Nashville will have a two million dollar cap hit on their books for the next eight years. How 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 fun does that sound? Two million, two million on your cap hit until 2027, 2028. It's not ideal, but like all things considered, it's not crippling. You know, no, what I'm but it's, it's definitely kind of like ideal. the advocator thing. Like, how is it really any any different from the fucking or than from the uh, from the advocator deal? It's an extra, uh, it's an extra money. million dollars towards the end. Yeah, but those first two years, it's like what one point eight, two point three. 
No, but they have, they have that on their books for eight years. I understand that. Almost but I, I think I, I think knowing that you took a swing at Kyle Turris that didn't work out is a little more palatable <laughs> than knowing you gave Justin Advocator a seven-year contract and then being like, oh, I can't believe that didn't work out. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, Turris... <laughs> I think Torres had a, a had a bit more swagger to his game. Than... Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like that's it's more palatable, in my Fair opinion. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, hey, we because there was a time where Kyle Torres was absolutely electrifying. If I do remember correctly, I might be overstating his uh, brilliance a little bit there. But anything uh, anything else that you want to get to before we uh, say goodbye to the people until Friday? We're skipping. How do you feel about it Friday for the first time ever? So that we can talk. Uh, with Steve Corniano. So I'm going to miss how do you feel about a Friday? Kind of a big bummer, actually. Let's just do how do you feel about it Thursday and Friday? How do you feel about Kyle Turris? How do you feel about it? Uh, good for him because he's going to get paid for a long time. Good stuff. Good stuff. Lots of security there. Same with Justin yeah. Advocator. He could buy himself a nice house, invest it maybe. I don't know if he's in the stocks or anything like that. Son of a Stonks. Stocks. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Rate, review, hey, subscribe. Don't play, don't, don't play good hockey. Get bought out for a long time. Stonks. <laughs> Profit. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to play hockey anymore. Get bought out. Profit. <laughs> uh, rate, review, subscribe to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. We're on Instagram as well at Lockdown Red Wings. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day.